Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. And I'm Stephen Dubner. Solomon, we've seen, we're in France. Uh, we're we are? <laughs> we I are. Didn't it's, know that. It's a, it's a Monday, rainy, rainy, gray evening. Are you, sure not, are you sure we're not in England? I'm pretty sure we're not in England, although it looks like it. And we've seen now three live Euro matches. What would what would the one single word be to describe the three matches we've seen? Can it be a sound? Sure. <laughs> now, I would not say that's accurate. Not completely. The word I would was thinking was... Boring? No. Sad? Also Uneventful? not accurate. Also not accurate. Disappointing. Listen to you, and you're the one who's always the silver, Mr. Silver Lining. No. The, the sim, sing, scoreless. Scoreless. Goalless. Scoreless. Same. That's the word I was thinking, was goalless. So check this out. Of the first 26 matches that have been played in these Euros, only three were nil-nil draws. You and I have seen three matches live, and we've seen... All three <laughs> nil-nils. Out of 26. So the probability of that, if I'm calculating correctly, I may be. But if you were to pick one match out of the 26 to try to pick a scoreless draw, not factoring in team strength and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Then I think you'd have a, an 11% chance, okay? But, uh, again, if I'm calculating correctly, picking three... Scoreless draws and only scoreless draws out of those 26, I believe your probability would be about 0.0015 or about one-tenth of 1%. One <laughs> so uh, who picked these matches? Me. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Solomon. Thank you. That said, are we having a good time? We're having a great time. The only match, which we've already discussed in an earlier episode that was that was a little dull, was Germany-Poland at uh, Stade de France. Yeah. That was not a fun day. But let's, it was um, fun to be there, though. It was a spectacle. It's a big stadium. Yeah. It was our first live match. And I, sort of... I have no regrets, do you? Yeah, of course not. No, it was definitely fun to be there. The atmosphere wasn't that great, but that's kind of you expecting in that big a stadium. But I think the experience yeah, for me was ruined by getting agitated by the Polish line cutters. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'll be honest with you. We had a good time. We had a very good time. Come on. Who are we kidding? We're getting yeah, to go course. see these great matches, yeah, great players. Anyway... Let's um let's catch everybody up on what we've seen and so we're gonna go back a few days to the matches, let's round them up. We watched Italy beat Sweden one 0 with our friends Matthew and Will and then the writer of soccer, the author of Soccernomics, Simon Cooper who we're gonna, one one of the authors of Soccernomics I should say yep. yeah who I actually uh, got an interview with and that is a separate episode that was our previous episode that was a kind of, that was kind of a boring match so I was off for him in the eighty seven minute Edair who. I want to say Italy's been my dark horse since being in tournament. One of them, um, I've said. One of Eder your can eighteen be, dark horses. I've said Eder can be a great player, mm-hmm. and he scores his solo golazo on the eighty-seventh minute to win it. It was a beautiful goal. Honestly, now here's a question: That seemed kind of like a dull match, but yeah, we were watching great. in a pub with friends and talking. The football. way you do when you're watching talking football, but we were talking other non. I mean, you know, every, you were. Yeah, I, I guess was. so. But here's here's the question for you. Had we been at that match live, would you say, how would you consider, obviously there was a goal. And it I came presented in, it pretty great with that late yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Have we'll to be say. seeing Italy, though, at the Stade de France in the round of 16. Uh, that's guaranteed? Yeah, probably against Croatia. Can you just explain, I kind of understand now, but for can you explain for people listening, when you buy tickets for an event like this, there are the two stages. There's the group stage where you know exactly which teams will be seen where. Yeah. Where you don't know. So 
it's hard if you're supporting a team and that's who you need to see play because then you don't really know what to buy. But for us neutrals who will just see any game, we have the luxury of being able to choose random matches or not cast safe. So we we we're seeing four. We're, I did kind of choose based on who we thought would be there. Right, you wanted you thought we would see England in the first knockout stage. Yeah, and is that prediction looking pretty good? I think so. We'll know, we'll know for sure by the time this episode's out. That's true. We're going off in about an hour to the pub the great where we uh, often watch here. The Great Canadian, which you find to be... Great. And Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Italy, Sweden, though, um, you you summarized. Italy has already won the group? Yes. Do we get to see them again? In li- uh, do, we get to, do we get to see them live? Yeah, in the matter of 16. Without question. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be against Croatia. That would be a phenomenal yeah. and exciting match. Very good, very good. Uh, what happened to Modric? He was, he's out for with an— I think, I think for the match that we're seeing them in against Spain, but I think he might be back for the Italy match. Okay, so that's our next live match. Tonight, and you, speaking of Croatia, yeah? they drew uh, 2-2 to the Czech Republic, conceding like a 75th and a penalty in the 89th. Oof. They were up 2-1 or 2-0, and then their fans started riding, fighting each other in the stands mm. and throwing flitters on the pitch, so it's a little break, and then— they blew it. So a win would have seen them through. That, mm-hmm. well, that would mean the winner of the Spain-Croatia match we're going to tomorrow. That's today, right. by the time this is out. Right. We're going uh, to, um, uh, Bordeaux. how do you say, Bordeaux, Bordeaux. Yeah. Yeah. for Spain-Croatia. Can, yeah. can I jump ahead to that for one minute? Yes. Uh, Spain, I don't know how you feel, but you came into this essentially as a neutral, right? Yeah. Uh, how would you say you're feeling of all the matches we've watched on TV and the three scoreless Thrillers we've seen live. I want Spain. Spain or England. I do too. I like England, but what about France? Though we we saw France. I last like night, that. Yeah, but not as enthusiastic as Spain or England. No. Why? The players from Barcelona. I mean, look, England. Like I think most Americans feel more connection to them than to any other European country. Also, we've spent a fair amount of time in. Yeah, England. and also Spain is just packed with Barca players. Andres Iniesta. So Spain beat Turkey three 0 Morata scored two. Nolito scored one. Iniesta still was made the match. He's just—he's a perfect footballer. It's that simple. Give me some adjectives to describe that match. Uh, um, ha- I say I made up a new word for what happens when we watch Iniesta. It's called Iniesta gasm. Iniesta gasm. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. How old he, are you? Fifteen. Am I fifteen? Yeah, watch it. Uh, that was a very exciting match in the pub. Uh, yeah. it could have been five 0 which was my prediction. Yeah, my prediction is two 0 Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that was Spain-Turkey. Um, and then that was the night before our second live match. So our first <laughs> live match was Germany-Poland, which we've discussed earlier. It was pretty boring, to be totally honest. Yeah. Our second live match, however, which was also a scoreless <laughs> draw, <laughs> was like not that. boring, was it? But Just it was set that Portugal, up. Talk about Austria. Portugal-Austria. Two of my dark horses. Are you kidding me? I, I have five. Well, Austria's not one anymore. Name name the five dark horses that you had coming in. Portugal, Austria, Italy, Switzerland. There was one more. I know there was one more. Mm, not Iceland. No. Not Northern Ireland. No. Teams that have done better than many expected. And but but that's dark horses implying that there was like one favorite, but you also had like four or five favorites. Everyone well. has a few favorites. <laughs> okay, as of today, we're in the middle of the last round of group of group play. Did I say Switzerland is one of my dark horses already? I believe, yeah. Okay, there we As of today, who do you think uh, looks the strongest of any team you've seen either on TV or in person? Easily Spain. Easily Spain? What about Italy? Uh, You don't think Italy is... I 
they're good. But I think Spain has they have better players, which I think they just have better players in Italy. Which in the at the beginning tactics can make more difference, I think, than how the managers. But in the end, it's really the players who step up and win it. And in terms of uh, winning the whole thing, do you still think Germany Germany is a solid favorite? They have to be no. a favorite, not the favorite, but a favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about Portugal Austria the other night. So I I, I just so we walked to the stadium, which is from Parc- the European zone, Parc de Prince. Well, we actually walked from our hotel, which is in Saint Germain, with a stop off at the fan zone, which is at the Eiffel Tower, and then a lunch. This was with our friend Will, fr- who was visiting from England. Oh, good lad. And I think the total walk was four I or five miles. I haven't mapped it out, but it was about four or five miles. So we took most of the day kind of ambling across Paris with a stop at the fan zone and a stop yeah. for lunch. And then we got to the stadium literally as the gates were opening, which was what time? 6 p.m. Which was how many hours before kickoff? Three. Which is how you like it, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is it that you like about getting to a stadium so Getting rid of the stress right away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I like to be there. I like, feel the game, time, the game day, the match day atmosphere. You love to just walk. You love that feeling of walking into the... Uh, to your seats. Uh, you know, I remember the very first time I saw a big league stadium. And I remember... Yankee Stadium? Yeah, it was Yankee Stadium. Old Yankee Stadium. When you went with your dad? I went with my the, dad. For the Yankees Orioles game? Yankees Orioles, because I was And an he Orioles had a tongue fan. sandwich. He did have a tongue and sandwich. And you bet... Uh, uh, how much a week? Your uh, uh, year's allowance? It was five dollars. Not on that on the World Series with the Mets, which is uh. probably the same year. Maybe not. No, no, no. Maybe not. This was a. We probably saw the game. I once bet with my dad five dollars on the World Series. He was a Mets fan. I was an Orioles fan. Orioles were heavily favored. I lost. It was a year's allowance because I got a dime a week. Doesn't sound like very much. Was it one of the worst days of your life? That was You know, I learned when, a great, when they lost the World Series, not losing the bet. I learned a great lesson. No, I was more upset about the bet, frankly. A year <laughs> without an allowance, and I learned a great lesson, which is don't ever gamble money that you really truly can't afford to lose. So you know, it's what worth it. Literally a year without my quote salary for doing chores. <laughs> salary. Well, you know. for um, but no, I, re- I I'll never forget the image. I mean, it's an impressionistic image, and I'm sure it's inaccurate. But walking out. Of the, uh, you know, when you come up the stairs, whatever, at the old Yankee Stadium and walking out into the the promenade or the level, whatever you call it there, and seeing the field. We had very, 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 you know, high up right field seats. Yeah. And it was just, um, you know, mind boggling. And I remember to this day. So you, you know, you <laughs> love that. I remember feeling. walking out of the Comp now for that one day for the Classico. <laughs> is, that the, is that the image you think you remember best? Of all the. Chelsea Arsenal. That was my first European Interesting. match. That was the most kind of made the biggest impression on you. Yeah. And what was that impression of seeing the bridge? Or the whole day? No. The whole day was Arsenal needs to get rid of Arsene Wenger. That was quite a non. That was quite a non sequitur. Asking about your visual image of the day. <laughs> it's going it's a nice stadium. <laughs> it, it was just really overwhelming to be there for that big a day. That mm. it's funny, like for an American who watches football, you're always watching on TV. And you don't really know what it feels like to be there, and then mm. you d- you're there. And that's amazing. Right. That was the first Premier League match. We counted the other night how many professional uh, level football matches you've now been to in your career as a as an enthusiast. Does MLS count? Yeah, of course MLS <laughs> counts. Uh, okay, forget MLS. How many European matches? Have, was it 15? Something like that. 12, 13, 15. Yeah. Yeah. A few Barca. Which non-Barca team have you now seen most? Tottenham. Just twice, though. Yeah. You've seen uh, England twice. No, 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 sorry. France twice. France twice, yeah. 
Uh, and by the end of this trip, maybe we'll see England uh, again, hopefully. And maybe, you know, we're seeing Spain, Croatia tomorrow. Yeah. And may, if we get lucky, we'll see them later on in the tournament. Croatia. Not, uh, oh, I, w- I want to see Spain again. That's We'll I only see Spain if Croatia beats them. Mm. So the other night, we walked to Parc de Prince, which is the home stadium of... Uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain. And, uh, and we got there, and we sat in the seats for about an hour and a half. Maybe yeah. two hours. Having fun. Then there was an earthquake on me. <laughs> a guy named Michael Strons, Austrian support. We are in the heart of the Austrian support section. Falls on me. Hard. Drunk, hard. I, I could have gone hard. I was drunk I, out of my mind. You I were? mean, he was. Uh-oh. Maybe you were. <laughs> no. It was, it was him. And um, Can you get drunk by osmosis, do you think? What's osmosis? I forget. Like where something seeps over to. Oh, yeah. over you, a... you explain what happened. No, I think you're right, doing fine. great. You're so, sitting there minding so, your own business, and so from he, he, but it was from the row behind you. It was like as if the as if the so we were about what six or eight rows from the very top of the stadium, right? They were very high up seats. It was they were great because it's not a big stadium. Yeah, good France. seats, but very high up. And from the row above you comes down. I would estimate about a two hundred pound object of flesh <laughs> and bone. And, so I was scared. He wasn't very apologetic. He wasn't. Well, he. He was plainly sh- – he looked at you kind of like you caused his fall, I thought. Yeah. And I was worried. I really thought your shoulder might be broken for a minute. <laughs> then I was a little bit worried about him because, you know, he's a human even though he's a, a, a drunk guy falling on my kid. <laughs> and then he got up. You're right. He wasn't very apologetic. He looked sheepish. Yeah. He definitely did. So then we, we were sitting there a few minutes later. We were worried that we were going to have to deal with this whole game. But he you know me and says – where, where do you get your tickets? Where do you get your tickets? So I'm like, via GoGo, right? Then he's like, via GoGo. And, and it turns out he got extra tickets, four right. extras. Right. He was the one who applied for the seats and got – he the, thought he'd only – the Austrian FA. He thought he'd be lucky to get four, he said, and he got eight. Of course, all this took a long time to communicate because it was all kind of slurry in the in – So the and then we bought his seat. Eats from yeah, him. he was the guy. In fact, his name was on our tickets. Michael Schranz. Michael Schranz. Austrian. And then he then he figured out that we were the actual people who bought them, and he knew my name because he had mailed them. Yeah. And then he was saying, "Can you you can no you say it? Steven Dubna from New York." And then he was like, "I saw this, and I said, what the f? Who the <laughs> who the hell in New York wants to come see?" Austria playing the Euro. <laughs> and we explained that we were just footy fans. Yeah. Neutrals. But tonight, you were you coming in planning to root for Austria in the beginning? Yes. Because why? Christina Pinaldo. I didn't want uh, her to win. Of course. Forgetting the obvious. Portugal. Playing Portugal. And because Messi is your... Uh, is your life. My life. Your life. <laughs> Ronaldo is your... What then? Hell. Hmm. So you were coming in ready to root for Austria, mostly in order to root against um, Pinaldo. Pinaldo, Ronaldo, and uh, and Michael. Well, I, can't, I can't call him Pinaldo anymore. And Michael Schranz, as it turns out, how would you end up? How so? We spent the next whatever two hours with him side by side. How would you describe your relationship with Michael now? He was like my big drunk brother. <laughs> he was a really really nice guy. He taught us all the Austria chants. Right. He taught us all the Austria chants. Here, here's um, here's, here's our favorite. Our favorite. This is called. And it turns into always, always, always Austria. Immer, Immer, Vader, 
Österreich, right? Yeah, Österreich is German for Austria. Okay, here, here's what that one sounds like. Salman, so just describe um, the Austrian fans and the experience of being They were with the, the most Austrian. passionate fans I've ever been with. Stood the whole match. Jump, we were jumping so much that the stadium was, was literally you, shaking. You really felt, I think stadiums are supposed to yeah. shake. That's what I'm always told. But yeah, it felt like you were Michael almost, was great. He it was really nice. He was really funny. He was very he, he sobered up and we were facing a little grumpy, but he was even nicer when he, he was, was sober. I think he was even nicer sober. Yeah. Um, and you two, it feel it seemed like he had his arm around you and you around his the whole. Like every time there was a chance to sing about Austria. Now sometimes I have to say it did remind me of like a, a Nazi rally. I have to yeah. say, sing, <laughs> the, the hundreds, tens of thousands of people singing nationalistic-ish songs in German. But obviously, it was a very, it's a very nice one. Very nice. It, it it was a nicer rally than that. It did make me wonder whether football chants and cheers come out of national uh, chants and cheers like that, or vice mm-hmm. versa. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the fir- the first way. Um, and then describe uh, you know the match. So one of my favorite moments occurred not in but around the 80th minute. <laughs> Martin Hinteregger, I think, took down Ronaldo for a penalty. Was in it the a, box. was it a good call to you or no? I'm not sure. Did you see it later or no? I didn't, did yeah. you? I, I didn't. It, to me, I was really surprised. Live and it looked like it, but we were so far away that we couldn't. True. We were, that was the other end of the pinch. So uh, Christina steps up to take the penalty. Christina meaning Cristiano Ronaldo, who most people acknowledge is one of the best football players in history, and yet you He's think the fourth is, best in the world right now. It's very good. Right. So you, After Messi, Suarez, right. and Iniesta. So your views on uh, everything having to do with Ronaldo and any Real Madrid player are colored by deep buys. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So she steps up to take. Uh, he steps up. It. We'll call it. We'll call him it because like, right? he's too bad to be just fine. He steps up to take the penalty. It looks. I remember seeing it in slow motion. I remember. <laughs> I remember like I see Almer, the Austrian keeper, dive the wrong way, and I'm sure mm. that's easily in. I remember. I remember feeling like it was already in. Then it's, it's the post. <laughs> it does hit the post. Oh my god! It was amazing. And what was the reaction from? Uh, ah! Can you hear that in your headphones? You, you just broke my ears and everybody else's ears. Uh, and then, for maybe about the 10th time that night, the Austrian faithful broke out in your very favorite cheer, which was what? Messi. They didn't do it right. I'll try to do both versions. Yeah. yeah. The real chant is, Messi, Messi. It's like, Messi, Messi, Messi. It was an Austrian rhythm. Here, it was here's, great. Here, here, I think we've got a little tape of, of them cheering for Messi. Okay, so in the 80-whatever-th minute, 80th minute roughly? Yeah, about. That was a penalty. That was a penalty. And then... A few minutes later. Even more Christina dramatic. Christina Cristiano rises high above the sky like he always does and heads the ball into the goal. Beautiful header. I think that's hit my life so far. I saw Ronaldo score a heroic moment when he actually did nothing the whole game, but he does deserve credit this time. By the way, he didn't final. do nothing the whole game. He, he, had, a pretty, he had a pretty solid game. His, played, touch, his touches were always very, very good. He played well, but when you're Cristiano Ronaldo at this level, if you don't score in the game for your team, that's not enough. Fair as enough. the same for Lionel Messi, who has delivered 100% of the Copa America. Okay. And well, probably again, the, you're our, as biased as can humanly be, but that's okay. That's that's, true, that's we true. enjoy that about you. 
Thank you. So then the goal was offsides, and I laughed so hard. How ma- how long was it between? A good three to five seconds. So you had three to five seconds of despair. what would you describe? Absolute despair. Mm. And then your feeling afterwards? Ah! <laughs> would you say that you were? What delighted you more? The penalty. Missing a penalty kick. We should say after the match, it was a pitch invader, and Ronaldo, Ronaldo t- took him with him security and took a selfie, which I respect. It doesn't make me like him anymore, but I, I respect I don't him. like it. I'll tell you why. If you do that, what is it, what's the message it sends to you, the next potential pitch invader? Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah, it probably. says, go ahead. I can invade yeah. a pitch. Yeah. I. You know, you know what my thought was when the guy's running across the pitch, what? reaching in his pocket for, as like, it turns out, like, the phone— you don't know what. It's yeah, scary. You're right. If you're the you're players right. on the I pitch, agree. if you're the officials, it's scary. I, I just think that – um, right. And I understand that the player doesn't want to be a jerk publicly. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, if that's the reward for bad behavior, right. I, I worry that the incentive is too strong. Anyway. So the last match we're going to round up – oh, two more. Or, yeah. Or three more. So that's two quickly. Iceland, Hungary, 1-1. Okay. Uh, Guilty Circuit scored a penalty. Syversen of Iceland scored own goal for Hungary, so mm. 1-1 draw there. H- Hungary, I think, will go through. Iceland, maybe. Hungary is the uh, keeper with the pajamas. Yeah. Love him. Gabor Karabra or something. Mm-hmm. Albania beat Romania 1-0 for the first ever goal in a major tournament, scored by Armando Sadiku. Congratulations. They probably won't go through. To all our new Albanian goal differential, but still. friends from the France match. Yeah, and then, which we were not, we were watching in a bar. And then France, Switzerland, another 0-0. We were there, it was fun. Paye that was in Lille. and Pogba both at the bar, but th- we wanted a goal. There were so many chances in the first. It, it just felt like there were going to be a lot of the, goals. The French definitely deserved to win that game. We went all the way to Lille, which is not that far, a little over an hour on a fast train. Nice, small, uh, northern France city, former mining and industrial. Seems like it's remade itself fairly well. How would you wh- – Lille felt like being in where to you, other than France. Could Did, did you have any Pittsburgh. impressions of it? Really? Oh, interesting. Which uh, I think is a very nice city. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like uh could have been like almost Norway, like almost Scandinavian. Oh, I thought you were talking about like an American. Yeah, no. Pittsburgh is a, not a bad comparison, I think. Um, but uh, Buffalo, it's sister city. Buffalo is the sister city. That's right. Uh, the ma- the stadium itself in Lille? Beautiful stadium. Horrendous pitch that I'm not going to get into now because I got very angry. You'll, you're not going to get into because you'll get angry? I'm tired. I yeah. love when you're angry, though. Are you hangry or just angry? I think I'm just hangry. I could eat. Um, did you um, – but I remember when we first sat down, again, three hours before kickoff. I said kickoff, this pitch is horrendous. And they were slipping all over. It was really bad, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and so much so that I think you told me that somebody – some other teams have decided in training to uh, avoid yeah, it. Italy and Ireland have their match on Wednesday. They're not doing their training there the day before. Cause mm. of it. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Now we're going back there. That's our last match of the Euros is in Lille. Do you think they will have replaced the turf? With all this criticism, they have to. Mm. Before we go, there's one stat I want to say. I'd love to hear it. So Ronaldo's a 2.08% of free kick conversions in his career. Wait, 2.08 free kick goal scoring. Yeah. So in all the free kicks, and he takes a lot. So and it's that means a, direct only. So it's a big it sample. So, that, so people say, that's actually not that bad. Or Messi would have to miss his next 147 free kicks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> in a row. What is Messi's free kick conversion rate? I don't know. But I'll put it this way. In major tournaments his career, Ronaldo's taking 34 free kicks. Mm-hmm. Or 36, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He scored none. Gareth Bale's despised teammate has taken three. He scored two. Mm, including this the other day. All this tournament, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I ask you a couple quick questions 
as we're uh, in France for the Euros, we're missing some. We have missed and are missing some big sporting events. Copa America, are you are you sad we're not there for that? Come on, let's back that up a little bit. But right before he said, I don't want to do Copa. <laughs> do you, if if we were in the states right now and not here for the Euros, would you, how excited would you be about the men U.S. men's national? Only team? very because we're playing Argentina. Mm. Who do you want to win in your heart of hearts? The USA. But I'm not going to get deeper into it because then all these people are going to call me a glory hunter and a bad fan and disloyal, so I'm not going to get into it anymore. Well, can I just take a guess? Would you be very happy if, for instance, U.S. won 5-4 but Messi scored 4? No, kind of. Yeah, of course I would, yeah. Yeah? Uh, And let me ask you this. How do you feel about missing the U.S. Open golf tournament? I'm devastated. Weren't you? I was. Yeah. I was sad to miss it. I was sad for Shane Lowry. I like Shane Lowry. I wanted John Daly. I don't think John Daly played in the U.S. Open. If anyone, doesn't know, had... if anyone doesn't know who John Daly is, look him up. You'll be very entertained. Do you like him or just his pants, to be his honest pants. with me? And were you deci- Were you sad about missing the uh, NBA playoffs? No, but it's nice to see LeBron win, win a ring no. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the third time. Well, uh, one last question for you. What do you most say tomorrow night? We see Spain, Croatia in Bordeaux, which will be an exciting experience for both of us. Neither of us have ever been anywhere near that part of France. So what are you most looking forward to, and what do you predict? Iniesta, just being Iniesta, I'm going to say a 2 nil win for Spain. Who win- who scores? Can Iniesta get one finally? I'm going to say Morata again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, say Pedro's going to score as a sub. Pedro. Um, Rakitic is playing? Yeah. And but we'll say he's – oh, no, Croatia's not scoring. Uh, will, um, will, will they exchange shirts afterwards? Good chance. And who do you think Rocket, Rocketich will exchange with? I say Iniesta. Iniesta. Or PK, mm-hmm. maybe. Or Jordi Alba. Or Sergio Busquets. Or Pedro, because they used to be teammates. Salman, it's been a fun trip. Look forward to the rest. We've sung Immervator Osterreich and Alle les Bleus. It's not footy for one, it's footy for two. <laughs>